We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Monday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, among other places. And you can follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate us, review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another day in the NBA. Just, just a few games on tap here wednesday slate is up uh 24 teams in action yeah we go from a four game slate on tuesday night to a 12 game slate on wednesday night so a few too many games on tuesday for my liking and a few too many on wednesday for my liking but you got to play the slate that they give you so we'll have to take a look at it well the good news is is you know you can basically create any combination of lineups that you want and this is where i sort of lean more towards cash and less towards gpps um in in, in situations like this because it's it is it does become tough and sometimes uh to sort of nail down some of the tournament plays but we're going to sort of identify um you know the best we can on either side whenever uh, uh from what we come across so let's go ahead and kick it off 
Uh, point guard is up for the Wednesday slate. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the one. Yeah, you know, kind of echoing your point on on these larger slates like this, I think it's a lot easier to, you know, build high scoring rosters by by finding guys that are a little bit underpriced in the mid range. So I'm not really looking at any of the expensive point guards today. I'm looking more at guys like, you know, Ricky Rubio going up against Sacramento. He's been putting up some really big numbers, uh, producing across the board kind of stat lines. You know, he's not a huge scorer, but he gets you a lot of assists. He does rebound well for a guard. Usually picks up a bunch of steals for you, so he, he's been somebody I like and have been looking at. Uh, Brandon Knight for Phoenix going up against the L.A. Lakers. L.A., one of the best matchups we have for point guards. So Brandon Knight, another guy who is in that mid-6-7K to 7, uh, K price range. Somebody who's been putting up some big games as well, so I like Brandon Knight. And then the third guy I'm looking at is also uh, Derek Rose for the Chicago Bulls. Going up against the Knicks, not really a great point guard defense, although on on paper the numbers are actually decent. I think it has more to do with the fact that they were playing at a, a slower pace, and he does have a bunch of shot blockers behind him. I mean, one of the things Porzingis does really well is block shots. You know, Robin Lopez is a little bit of a rim protector as well, so he, he does have some help behind him for when he gets beat. But um, I do like Derrick Rhodes in that matchup. Again, he's been he's been... A little bit more offensive-minded recently. His price is still pretty cheap. He's down around like only the 6K range, maybe even below, depending on what site you're looking at. So I think he's another guy that I'm looking at. So I'm trying to stay in that mid-range. Guys like Rubio, Knight, and, and Rose are going to be on a lot of my lineups. Yeah, uh, I, I like the I like the mid-range there as well. Um, I'm not afraid to really take some exposure to uh, Chris Paul on the road at the Golden State Warriors. I think that he's going to have to carry a, a, quite a heavy load uh, for them to, to to meet value overall. So there's something to, to pay attention to. Um, on the flip side of that, too, I think there's a couple different options that we can sort of look at. Kyrie Irving against Milwaukee is interesting to me. Milwaukee still has Jared Bayless. You know that they're sort of rolling. Kyrie Irving has been not good. Let's just be honest over there in the past few yeah, games. Yeah, he, he got benched last night too, and I had I had exposure to him because Love was out. I thought he was going to be a good play. He usually gets a tick up in usage, and he did not look good at all last night. Yeah, those was very strange that uh, that was something that uh, ended up happening. But you know, there's a couple different situations. Uh, and where he could get back in the mix, and this is you know sort of for GPPs, you could, somebody's gonna have to nail a pick sort of, sort of like this that, that we were sort of talking about. That's like nobody's really terribly interested in. Uh, that's a little bit off the board in tournaments is, is how you sort of make some value. So I'm I'm looking at that. I'm also looking at Derek Rose against the New York Knicks. Jose Calderon has um, you know producing at, at a pretty terrible level overall, and the production has been fairly solid. It hasn't been superstar level but um you you have gotten a $500 discount on Derek Rose uh from you know the beginning of the month uh so that should help you out there as well and you know whenever you're playing the New York Knicks uh it's, it's not a great situation f- uh for them but it is a good situation for Derek Rose at home I believe to t- attack Jose Calderon so I would be okay getting some exposure t- uh, to that overall um I think Damon Lillard is also going to be in a good spot against Dallas I expect this to be a, a game probably in the that plays into the 220s uh, overall, and you know he had that big game against New Orleans, and actually he almost scored 40 fantasy points against Dallas there as well. You know you just needed him to do a little bit more than he did. I do like the fact that the price on Damian Lillard has come down from 9600 down into the under 9k range. So as long as it hangs around that ad area, I'll be okay getting exposure there. Um, anybody else that you want to uh, throw in the mix here uh, before we move on to the two? No, not really. I like some of the expensive plays that you talked about if if you're willing to pay up. You know, Chris Paul, I think, is in a decent spot. 
I am shying away from from Kyrie. I mean, I I don't know exactly what's wrong. If anything's wrong, but I I know that he hasn't looked good lately. So he he's one that I would shy away from, though. But you know, other than that, like I said, I kind of like that mid range more than I like paying up at point guard today. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the two here and talk about what you want to do on the Wednesday slate uh, with a couple of big boys here up top. I mean, I, actually, I guess I should say more than a couple of big boys because it almost feels like everybody's available here as well. But, you know, James Harden at home against Utah, that's interesting because he's, you know, James Harden almost always is a top projected option, but he's going against one of the, t- the tougher defenses. So I'm interested to see how you uh, plan on handling this this situation. Yeah, again, I'm not really looking to pay up for Harden there against Utah. I'm, I'm more coming down and saving a couple bucks. I like a guy like C.J. McCollum, who's below 7K. He's been playing pretty well lately, putting up 35 to 40 fantasy points, so giving you you know 5X or above in, in most of his recent starts. I think it'll be a high-scoring game up against Dallas there, and he's been playing like 39, 35, 42 minutes. So when he gets a couple extra minutes, it's usually a good sign. It usually gets him up into the you know high 30s, low 40s for fantasy points, and that's what we'd really need out of him here at slightly below 7K. I also like Victor Oladipo. Oladipo's been playing really well lately, putting up some big numbers. Had a 60 fantasy point game, uh, you know, sometime last week. Had a 40 fantasy point game the other night too. So he's another guy that has been giving you really good production right now. You know, with Alfred Payton out and them rolling in like Brandon Jennings, they're also letting Oladipo play a little more point guard spot. Evan Fournier's losing a few minutes. It seems like Oladipo's kind of been the one who's capitalizing on all of that. And somebody put up a shot chart today. Um, might have been one of the guys over, you know, it might have been like Mike Gallagher or something like that, put up his, his shot chart. And if you look, he's hitting shots from everywhere right now. He's hitting threes from the top of the key, which is not normally his game. You know, he's getting a lot of stuff inside the paint where he gets in there, hits that little floater or, you know, goes to the basket and finishes. So Oladipo is actually one of my favorite plays here at the at the shooting guard spot. And then I think there's a couple guys that are a little bit cheaper that are interesting too. If Bradley Beal's playing, I really like Bradley Beal. You know, he's been sitting out and playing and sitting out. The games that he's playing, though, he's giving you 30, 35 fantasy points and doing it, you know, for right around like 5K, I guess. The next thing, um, you know, I want to look at as well, you got like Evan Turner. If uh, Jay Crowder stays out, he's been giving you some good some good numbers. And then Lou Williams, too, if uh, Kobe Bryant sits out. All those guys have been giving you some good numbers filling in, you know, guys like Turner and Lou Williams, and they're both pretty cheap. So they're also guys that I'm looking at depending on, you know, how the injury news plays itself out for this game. Yeah, those are some interesting guys that, I, that I'll, I'm keeping some tabs on here. As well, so um, I'll I'll be interested to see uh, you know who, who we can make a case for overall. I'm I'm taking a look at, at a couple guys here in Value Town and just trying to find out is you know if I can make a case uh, for for some of these plays uh, depending on the price. I mean Devin Booker for me against the LA Lakers. We've been attacking LA all season long. He's the production has been uneven after he had a really nice stretch there from like March 3rd to March 10th where he was crushing 5x plus. Uh, and I think this is a good spot for him to get back in there. Zach Levine against Sacramento Kings. I'm, you know, I'm always going to try to get exposed to, to the two guard situation over over there um, as well. So that's going to be uh, a play that I'll be focusing on uh, there as well. Uh, Minnesota does, does have to travel on the road, but I don't think it matters too much. He uh, did a nice job holding his own against the Golden State Warriors, who you know um, held him to just under 30 fancy points. But I expect the um, the price tag to to basically hold. It's been rising, but he the production has been rising. Uh, there uh, along with it uh, so the, that's the situation there and you know if you want to uh, spend a little more 
I'm also okay, um, you know, taking a shot at least in a tournament with with Clay Thompson um, in, in the spot against the, uh, the the LA Clippers, which is JJ Redick defense. Uh, they don't really have a good answer for him overall, and I and they actually hit the LA Clippers as well. So I think this is going to be uh, a good spot for him to bust out out of his little mini slump that they've had and uh, get back on track with a with a big uh, outing here uh, overall. But I, I'm just a little. But overall, I don't think I can get down too far below, you know, into a spot where I feel great about the overall value. So I think where I'm going to be like Devin Booker is where I'm drawing the line for for, for the most part uh, here overall. What about you on on this slate? Yeah, I'm not looking at anybody. Like I said, Turner and Lou Williams are probably the two cheapest guys on my list. If you know the injury news works out in their favor with Crowder and or Kobe Bryant being out, but much below there. I don't see anything that's really jumping off the page to me. All right, fair enough. Um, before we move on to the small forward position, I have to let all the podcast listeners know that we still have the 10-day free trial going on on rotowire.com uh, if you want to get it, uh, involved there. Uh, it's rotowire.com slash pod. Lineup optimizer for all the major sports. All the DFS sites have re- basically released their prices for the upcoming uh, MLB DFS season, so you want to get a jump on opening day. Take a look at all the information that we have available in our, our uh, DFS toolbox for Major League Baseball and all the major sports. We're covering eight different DFS sites there. You get up to the minute uh, depth charts, customizable league projections, um, lineup alerts, um, draft kits uh, analysis and stuff for fantasy baseball. All available on a free trial. Uh, rotowire.com slash pot is how you take advantage. Small forward up. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do here at the three. Yeah, actually, I thought this guy was a small forward, but he's a shooting guard. So let me throw you one last cheap value play at shooting guard. Tim Hardaway Jr. from Atlanta has been seeing more minutes right now. I think Atlanta's finally soured on Kyle Korver because basically Korver was in there to hit shots, and he hasn't been shooting the ball all that well lately. So the last three games, we've seen Hardaway get 20 to 28 minutes. Also probably had something to do with the fact that, you know, Kent Bazemore was kind of banged up and not playing his full amount of minutes. But I think Hardaway's kind of played himself into like a 20, 25-minute-a-game role. He's still below $4,000, and he's been putting up about you know 20 to 40 fantasy points. So he's definitely somebody I think you can look at if you need a cheap salary saver at the shooting guard spot. But moving on to small forward, I think the guy that I like the most is actually LeBron in this one. I'm willing to pay up for him in, uh, in the matchup with Giannis. As we said you know earlier, Kyrie Irving hasn't looked really good lately, so he hasn't been doing much. And Kevin Love has been in and out of the lineup. Some say it was the flu yesterday. Some say it was a back injury. But, you know, you knew from early in the day with all the news coming out that he wasn't going to play. If Kyrie's still not playing well and Kevin Love's out, you know, Cleveland's still playing for playoff seating and all that stuff. So LeBron is going to have to, you know, play big minutes like he did yesterday and kind of put the team on his shoulders. He proved yesterday that he can still do it. I mean, he put up 60 fantasy points in that game. And he's priced almost $1,000 cheaper than Giannis. Giannis is like 10-3. LeBron was like 95. So if you're getting a seven, eight, nine hundred $900 discount to use LeBron, I think I'd rather have him than Giannis in this spot. I'm not a big fan of Carmelo against Chicago. And uh, Kawhi Leonard against Miami, you know, it's not really a greatest spot either. Miami plays pretty solid defense. They do play a little bit of a slower pace. So I'm not looking for Kawhi to have a big game there. If I'm spending up, it's probably going to be on LeBron. Yeah, LeBron to me, uh, obviously top projected um, play overall. It's a little bit interesting here. It's, it's going to be LeBron versus Giannis. Uh, so, you know, there's a couple different uh, uh, ways that, that you can go here. 
I'm I'm okay with Andrew Wiggins, uh, just because I think you need to gamble on some spots, and Rudy Gay's defense has been as bad as atrocious as it can be, and in multiple spots, and you know. Uh, we're we're talking about somebody who has been five x plus in one two three four five seven out of the last eight games, and he's doing it mostly in the scoring department. He has actually chipped up in the in the rebounding and assist. Had a nice uh, twenty one two five and three game uh, against the Houston Rockets overall. So Andrew Wiggins is is a guy that I that I like to keep tabs on. The price is still under seven k on Fanduel, which is you know about what I think uh, the the price should be over, overall. Um, so I can uh, I can get on board with that. I'm also okay with Nico Miritich, uh, who's been holding his own uh, overall. Did have a little bit of down game against Sacramento, which is like basically inexplicable. Uh, but you know, as long as he's going to continue to get uh, a significant run on, in the spot, I think Porzingis' defense is where you can take advantage of him uh, of him in a GPP. The, like I said, the game logs have not been anything to write home about with Miritich, but these are some of the the, the spots you need to pick out um, in tournaments. When you're you have this many uh, you know teams on the site because if you just go chalk you're like trying to roll Kawhi in there or you're trying to roll you know Car- um, you know Giannis or or Carmelo Anthony uh, in the, in these spots those are more likely to be solid cash games play than they are t- um, to be tournament plays so you sort of have to you know look at uh, why you can make a case for somebody who's contrarian that it, that's in a good spot. Um, you know, defensively to bounce back. Those are those are the ways that you win tournaments, and I think Nico Mertic is one of those guys that you can take a look at. Um, down below that, I just I'm not ex- super excited about Value Town here um, as well. Um, you know, I think that if, I'm I would be okay for like a cheap salary saver, maybe in cash with Omri Caspi, who's been whose price has been holding at 4,500, and he's been playing at least a minimum of 20 minutes per game to about 20 to 28 over the past five games. And he's just been an absolute main rainmaker from outside. He's their best three point shooter. Uh, and you know, as when they put him in, sometimes they pair him with Rugate and, and play them both at the three and the four, especially when Willie Collins time was nicked up, but I think he's uh, back, um, back in action. So that's something else to keep tabs on there. But you know, a game like this where he's at 4,500, he gets seven points, eight rebounds, three assists and a steal that believe it or not is 23 points and five X which is why I think you can make him a case for him as a little sneaky little cash play. So I'll keep tabs on him overall. Um, um, but aside from that, that's one of the few uh, cheapy cash options that I actually like. Uh, anybody else in the mix for you before we move on to the floor? Yeah, the one guy who I like as a salary saver, and I'm going to have a lot of, is Michael Beasley. Uh, we were talking about him before the show. You know, he was the MVP of the China League. Houston picked him up, brought him over, brought him on board. In one, two, three, four, five of his last six games, he's given you like 28 or more fantasy points. He's priced at 4K basically right now. So as long as his price doesn't get jacked up, I'm perfectly fine taking 7X on him at small forward and then using the savings from using him to pay up and get, you know, whether it be a LeBron or one of the other studs that you like. But I think I'm going to have a lot of pairings of LeBron and Beasley at small forward, and I'm not really messing with anybody in the middle. Because I think I can get that same kind of production from Beasley for cheaper and then have money to pay up for one of the guys up top. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. All right, so let's go ahead and flip it over to the four here on the Wednesday slate. Let's talk about uh, are you going Splash Cousin? Are you going Millsap against uh, Washington? We've got Love, Favors, and uh, Dirk who balled out in his last performance uh, or last couple games here as well. So uh, what are you what are you feeling here uh, at the power forward position? Yeah, I love Dirk at, at the price that he's at right now. And it's not just that he balled out in his last game. They also have Chandler Parsons, who's now out for the season. So Dirk is going to be getting a lot more shot attempts and you know have to be a much bigger part of that offense. Plus, they're going up against Portland. 
Portland's bad against big guys anyway. Portland gives up a lot of points. Portland plays fast. You know, all those things are going to play into Dirk's favor. So he's one of the guys that I like a lot. And we've saved at a lot of the other positions. So there are some guys that we can pay up for here. I mean, Cousins is always in play. It's going to be a high total game going up against Minnesota. I think he'll be able to put up another, you know, 45 to 60 fantasy points like he always does for us. Yeah, the price is a little bit expensive, but, you know, again, he's been as consistent as he can be. If you look at the game logs, it's not like he has a 60-point game and then a 20-point game and then a 30-point game and then a 50-point game. I mean, his bad games are 40, 45 fantasy points. His good ones are 60, 70 fantasy points. So he's definitely worth the money. And then Draymond Green's another one, a little bit underpriced right here. You expect this game to stay kind of close with the Clippers. You know, he's basically putting up around the triple-double. You, you have... Clay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry have not been playing well the last couple games, and Draymond's really been one of those guys that's kind of been carrying the team. With Bogut out, he's even playing some center right now because Azealy's out as well, so that's definitely helping his rebounding numbers. And uh, he's also scoring more and playing a few more minutes, so I think you can pay up for... I really like Dirk, and then I think I'm going to wind up paying up probably for Draymond. I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to pay up for Cousins when I actually start building the rosters. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I think there's going to be a couple different ways that you can go um, in in this space there. I do like Derek Favors against Houston. Uh, we know that they've been playing empty set at Power 4 all season long, and Favors is another guy who hasn't really performed greatly at the elevated price tag, but, you know, the... Uh, you know, it's come down just a bit from 7,700, so I, I do like the spot here overall. Draymond Green hates the LA Clippers and has been balling as late and has actually been carrying the Golden State Warriors. So like you said, uh, I agree with you there. If you need to, 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 to pay up and you save some money in some other spots, you went down to, you know, some value guys at, at um, power forward or, I mean, I'm sorry, at small forward or, or the two. Um, and that's something else that you can do. Gorgie Jang has been uh, a super solid cash option up until the Golden State Warriors game, which we can easily forgive and throw out. And, you know, once again, the power forward position matched up against, like, Quincy AC or whoever it's going to be. Um, it's going to be a good spot for Gorgie Jang to, to, to bounce back in the mix here. And I wanted to get your take on this particular play overall because this has been a little, a little bit of a polarizer uh, for me in this spot. Um, Alex Len. Had got his price into ridiculous territory, above 7K, and he couldn't hold the price tag. Now he went back to down to 6,600 and, you know, um, got Zebo defense and then got served. Uh, do you want to get back in the mix with Alex Flynn against the L.A. Lakers? Uh, he had a chance against L.A. two games ago and threw up a major dud, uh, but I just feel like that's a little bit of an aberration overall. I mean, can we make a case for him in a GPP, or are you officially scared off? You know, I am kind of scared off of him at this point. He hasn't been somebody that I've used in a while. Like, here here was my thing with Len. When he started playing 30, 34, 35 minutes and was priced at, like, 5K, I liked him because if he had a bad game, he still got me 27, 28 fantasy points and was over 5X. And if he had a good game, he put up a couple games where he was in the 40 and 50 fantasy points where he got you, you know, 8 to 10X. Lately, though, where he's priced at, like, 7K... You know, at 7K, you need 35 fantasy points out of him at a minimum, and I don't think that that's his floor. So I think that there was more downside to it. I think his floor is probably somewhere between 25 and 30. So if he was priced at 6K, like I know he was down to, what, 65 in the last game? You know, if he comes down another 500 to about 6K, then I think he's reasonably priced where, you know, that's where you want to start getting back into him. But even up at 65 he might have a little bit of upside in a tournament, but I don't expect them to get back to those 40 and 50 point games he had, you know, basically before Brandon Knight was back on the team, really. 
you know, I think that his shot attempts and, you know, the overall amount of time that he's been out on the floor, you know, has been dropping a little bit. And he's he's also not putting up the double-doubles. I mean, Tyson Chandler's been playing a little more and playing well in the last couple games. So he's not getting a chance to, you know, play 35, 38 minutes and put up the double-doubles, which is really how he was getting those huge numbers. So for me, I'm still off of Len until I get a little bit more of a discount on him. All right, I think that's fair overall. And I actually am going to buy the revenge narrative of Tobias Harris um, at home uh, against Orlando Magic. He's had a couple quiet games overall, but I think it's a little bit of a GPP contrarian play um, because he hasn't performed quite well, although he hasn't scored in double digits. Uh, but this is the, the team that traded him away after giving him the big deal. So they shipped him off for spare parts, and I think he's going to take that personally. So overall, I do like buying into revenge narratives when I think it makes sense, and I think it can make sense um, – um, in this spot. So that'll be something that I'll be paying attention to there as well. And you know what? Another guy I don't mind uh, scratching a lot or taking on is David Lee. I know he had a little bit of a bad mm-hmm. game against Portland, but for that overall, you know, we're t- we only need about, what, 20, 24 fantasy points, 25 fantasy points from him. And he's been getting about 20 ish minutes, 20 to 26 minutes um, for him to. Uh, get in the mix overall, and that's a, we know that's a soft front line against Portland, so uh, we can make a case for him as a as a cheaper option overall. Um, people are looking for cheap within their businesses uh, too, Benny. And if you need a website, why not do it yourself for cheap or maybe for free on with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a uh, uh, stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. Center position up. Let's talk about what you're putting down here in the pivot for the Wednesday slate. Yeah, the only guy that I'm willing to pay up for is Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, good matchup against Sacramento. You know, high-paced game. A lot of points usually get scored. A lot of missed shots. So I think Towns could have a really big game here with his scoring and his rebounding as well. And then after that, I'm kind of looking more towards the value town. I, I like a guy like Robin Lopez going up against Chicago. Chicago's been really bad against centers all year. Lopez has been getting more time lately. Put up some big games in the last couple games, so I would have no problem rolling Robin Lopez out there. I also like Mason Plumley uh, with Myers Leonard out. He's been seeing the, the lion's share of the minutes, putting up some big numbers. As long as his price stays cheap, I think he's definitely a guy I want to have exposure to as well. And then the last guy, depending on if uh, Jonas Valakunas is in or not, if Valakunas is out, we've been getting some pretty big games out of Bismack Bayumbo lately. So he's somebody else that I'm keeping on my radar in case we find out that Valakunas is going to be out. I think you're going to get another nice game out of him for, you know, like 42, 4,300, incredibly cheap price. So uh, Bayumbo, Plumley, Robin Lopez, and then Carl Anthony Towns is the one guy I'd be willing to pay up for. That's how I see the center spot for Wednesday. All right. For me, I think. I'm I'm with you on Cousins. I'm with you on Towns. Uh, those are going to be my top lock options for, for cash. And they're, you know, if you expect max exposure to be happening in those spots, Nikola Jokic for me against Philadelphia is in a really good spot overall. 
you know, a little bit of a down performance in two of the past three games overall. But this is what you're looking for. This is what you want um, when you're when you're talking about tournament plays or you know cheaper options that could create some under ownership. So I think he's in a good spot against Philadelphia. Uh, I like your Rolo call. I'll I'll roll with you um, uh, as well on that one. And then the other only other play I would probably you know be potentially uh, you know interested in as a little bit of a cheapy option uh, would be. I guess we could take a, make a case for uh, well, no, Pagasol is not a cheap option. He's actually uh, uh, fairly uh, high priced here overall. I just lost my place with a guy that I was I was going. Was it Jokic? No, it was not Jokic. Um, um, I think it's yeah, it's Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy Gobert with a uh, nice big double double uh, there with twelve points, fourteen rebounds, two two and two. Uh, there for 36 fancy points and nearly six sex. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard has been holding his own uh, in terms of overall fancy production, um, but you know, it's still been coughing up a, a good amount of, um, of points on the defensive end. So I, you can actually make a case for either one. I would probably say this is not the spot I would want to use Dwight Howard, although he's been super consistent because it's going to be favors slash Rudy Gobert on the defensive end, which should depress his value. And I would probably rather go for the value on the cheap side and take a look at uh, Rudy Gobert as long as his I'm sorry Rudy Gobert as long as his price hangs in the low 6K range. Uh, so there as well. I, I think I would rank them, you know, for cheaper options, Jokic 1, Rudy Gobert 2, uh, or sorry, probably um, Jokic 1, Rolo 2, Rudy Gobert 3 is probably how I would have that. Nice, huge 20, 23 and 20. What the, what, what God, I ended up robbing Lopez. I'm drinking the, drinking the, the fountain of youth or something like that. That's insane. All right, that is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for the Wednesday slate. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS, and it's at RotoWire and RotoWire.com for all your season long and uh, uh, DFS fantasy needs. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.